A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. A handful of cities not yet part of the autonomous region in Muslim Mindanao have now voted on their proposed inclusion in an expanded Bangsamoro region. One key city says yes, another says no. We explain why and we explore why there is controversy. As you already know, the House of Representatives has approved on second reading a bill to lower the age of criminal responsibility from 15 to 12 years old. Not 9 as first proposed, but to 12 years old. Third and final reading is practically a formality, but the Senate must still pass its own version of the bill before this actually becomes law. Let's talk about remaining hurdles for this controversial proposal And what about our international obligations under the UN Convention on the Rights of Children? Mamayarin niya. The country's GDP expanded by 6.2% last year. Not bad, but it misses the government target of 7 to 8%. Later, we hear from NEDA Secretary Ernesto Perna and Agriculture Secretary Manny Pinot. A popular fish endemic to the Philippines, specifically in Taal Lake, is now endangered. If you're a fan of tawilis, mag-usap nga tayo. Yan po ang headlines. I'm Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. Let's start with the Bangsamoro Organic Law or BOL plebiscite. A number of cities and provinces in Muslim Mindanao have voted on their proposed inclusion in a new and expanded Bangsamoro Autonomous Region. Now, there are two key cities we are watching out for, Cotabato City and Isabela City in Basilan. The results are in, Cotabato City voted yes, Isabela City said no. Should we be surprised? In Cotabato City, where the yes vote prevailed, Let's just say there is some element of controversy. Cotabato City is not part of the ARMM. That is why they took part in this first round of the plebiscite. But twice, in 1989 and in 2001, its residents voted to be kept out of the autonomous region. And yet, since the creation of the ARMM, Cotabato has served as the de facto seat of government for the autonomous region. It hosts many of the ARMM's offices. And yet its mayor, Cynthia Gianni Sayadi, has been one of the leaders against the BOL. Her resistance to joining the BARMM, or BARM, is due to her issues against the Moro Islamic Liberation Front, or the MILF. She claims her constituents have long suffered MILF harassment. The MILF, of course, is the rebel group that is now on path to laying down its armed secessionist movement and thus to come into mainstream power when the BARMM is created. 
It is peace talks between the MILF and the government that have led to the creation of the BOL and the MILF is expected to get a majority of seats in the Bangsamoro Transition Authority which will then govern the BARMM or BARM until it holds elections in 2022. Was Cotabato's reported yes vote a repudiation of Sayadi's influence? Sayadi points to past votes against joining the ARMM, low voter turnout in this year's plebiscite, and alleged discrepancies in ballot returns and certifications of canvas to protest the yes win only suggests a rigged vote. Former Bangsamoro Transition Commissioner Samira Gutok, who is also running for the Senate, did warn about tensions and likely controversy in Cotabato, whichever way its people vote. As a former NAMFREL, um, it's uh, monitoring elections in ARM for 20 years. I've been there since I was 21. Um, now I'm 44. I have seen that it's about uh, the gunshots that are shot in the midst and perimeters, perimeters of precinct areas that threaten people not to go and actually vote. And, and for a plebiscite at that, na very, pwedeng tensionado sa Cotabato, pwedeng tensionado sa Sulu, where the current LGUs, incumbent, incumbent are known popularly not to support the Bangsamoro Organic Law. At uh, to be compliant, tayong mga sibilyan na nandoon, eh, di nga tayo papunta sa presinto para ipakita na no. No voting is no. So that could be actually what's wrong, that there is no confidence vote for a BOL plebiscite. With a protest looming, there may be more uncertainty to come. Meanwhile, in Isabela City in Basilan, the no vote won out. Currently, the province of Basilan is part of the ARMM, but Isabela City itself is not. Like the people of Cotabato City, Isabelans also voted against inclusion in the 2001 plebiscite. And they appear to have asserted now they would prefer to continue to be separate from the BARMM. Some local officials also campaigned against the ratification of the BOL and against the inclusion of Isabela in the new autonomous region, questioning what the BOL could actually offer their people. Another reason why Isabela City, like Cotabato City, may have been less inclined to join the BARM? Demographics. Here's Ed Lingao on One News, The Chiefs, explaining. Over the years, the Muslim majority in these two cities have slowly been diluted. Cotabato City, for example, is just 70% Muslim, while its mother province is still more than 80% Muslim. The difference is starker in Basilan, where Muslim com Muslims comprise almost 90% of the province, compared to only 60% in the capital of Isabela. The House of Representatives has passed on second reading their proposal to lower the age of criminal responsibility to 12. The Philippine Pediatric Society, an association of 6,500 pediatricians, is but one of many groups howling in protest. This is still not a law, and the Senate must yet pass its own version. There is opposition there as well. In the meantime, we spoke with Ted Te, former Supreme Court spokesperson, now back as professor at the UP College of Law, about options remaining for those opposed to the bill. So you have the United Nations has come up with the Convention on the Rights of the Child. You have guidelines on how to treat 
uh, children in conflict with the law. And so right now, the international opinion is really that as far as children are concerned, they are not to be treated as criminals unless there is a showing that they, re they really are incorrigible, that despite attempts to rehabilitate, despite attempts to ensure that they are not treated as criminals, they really have shown a propensity to be, to be treated as criminals, in which case the exception will apply, that they will be treated as adults. If, if the international community or even these international conventions cannot necessarily compel uh, the, the, the Philippine government and Congress to, to go either way on this proposal or this consideration, can local players, can local advocates invoke the international standards in a challenge, let's say, before the Philippine Supreme Court? How valid is that argument? That would be what advocates would be doing. They, I think they would be planning to do that should the law become a reality. Uh, as far as the Supreme Court is concerned, the Supreme Court will always look at international obligations as a guide, a very compelling guide towards action by the, by the state. And it will, it will be up to the Supreme Court to weigh how much uh, it would well, how it would balance the international obligations with the will of the, of the Congress, ex which supposedly expresses the will of the people. So that's where the court will usually come in. Philippine gross domestic product grew by 6.2% in 2018. That's not a bad pace compared to global and regional performances, but this is still the slowest growth rate for the Philippines since 2015. It certainly falls short of government's initial target of 7 to 8 percent. NEDA Secretary Ernesto Perna says there are several factors behind the slowdown, but agriculture was particularly a, quote, major debacle. Agriculture growth dropped from 4 percent last year to 0.8 percent. Agriculture Secretary Manny Pignol admits the growth of Philippine agriculture and fisheries was measly. Rice, corn, and high-value crops were battered by Typhoon Ompong in September, and Tropical Depression Usman in December. Tawilis, the fish found exclusively in Taal Lake, is the only freshwater sardine in the world, and it's delicious. Usually served fried, ideally crispy on the outside, battered or not, while preserving some delicate softness in its thin flesh, it's a genuine southern Tagalog delicacy. But talk about feeling guilty over food. We could be eating the tawilis into extinction. The International Union for the Conservation of Nature, or the IUCN, now lists the tawilis as endangered. That is a step away from being classified as critically endangered, three steps away from being extinct. Three things are threatening the fish, pollution of Taal Lake, rising competition and predation in the lake, and third, overfishing, which means overconsumption. IUCN says there is still hope for the tawilis. Its English name, by the way, is the bonbon sardine. If the national and local governments can make taal's conservation a priority. But it all begins with everyone recognizing the problem. So kung sa tawilis, think before you bite that head off. And before we end our newscast, here are some things you need to know. The Bellwether Index is back above the 8,000 level, closing at 8,064.9. That's almost a percent up from yesterday's close. 
A slightly weaker peso this Thursday, the currency closed at 52.86 to the dollar, 11 centavos lower than Wednesday's close. Meanwhile, February is National Arts Month, so get ready to attend art exhibits, concerts, workshops, performances, and tours. The National Commission for Culture and Arts is hosting Ani Nang Sining, the Philippine Arts Festival, all over the country. Check out their website for events near you. We leave you with NCCA National Arts Month 2019 Ambassador KZ Tandingan. And that's today's edition of Puma Podcast. For the latest episode, subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Maraming salamat po. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 